0: Welcome to Pure and Simple, a podcast from NCMPR that spotlights community college marketing and PR professionals. Hear from NCMPR members as they share their personal and professional experiences and tell stories from the field. I'm your host, Jeff Julian, a proud member of NCMPR and Interim Chief of Staff Board Liaison at Harper College in Palatine, Illinois. Today, I'm speaking with Barb Drager, Director of Marketing at Fox Valley Technical College in Wisconsin, where she specializes in brand consistency and managing marketing projects while protecting the brand. So Barb, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. How are things going? Hi, Jeff. Great to be here. Excellent. So branding. I'm going to say that you're, you're probably an expert on, on, on branding at this point. So talk to me about the fundamentals of a good brand. What, what are the fundamentals of, of, of a good community college brand?
1: Well, thanks, Jeff. You're very kind. I appreciate that, those kind <laughs> words. Um, well, I think there's a few things that go into it. Um, I think some requirements right out of the gate is, you know, you've really got to have some brand standards and define your messaging strategy and your design strategy, um, you know, I think um, what's at stake is, is really our, our perceptions and our reputations of our colleges. So consistency is really a big deal. But um, there's some pillars, I guess I would call it. I look at branding as being storytelling. So storytelling to create a bond with our customers. How do we go about doing that? And there's some pillars that in my mind, I look at that as consistency across media um, strategic messaging, things like the words you use, the tone, your voice, images, and then the customer experience of somebody who actually physically experiences your brand.
0: Okay. That makes sense. So the brand standards are always a big part of a brand, right? And, right. and I think I, I've heard you talk about the, your portrayal in the market. So let, let's talk a little bit more about that. What What do you think are some key elements of brand standards that, that an institution needs to have? And, and then what should they be thinking about as they think about how they want to be portrayed in their market?
1: Sure. Um, let's start, if you don't mind, with... Um, maybe a definition of brand. And I've heard many of them, but um, the one I like is really short and sweet. It's really, you know, a person's perception of the product, service, the experience, or the organization. You know, what's that person's perception? And when I think about uh, branding, I think, okay, what is really the secret? And to me, the secret is consistency. It's that that ingredient that you need to have. And, And what do we mean by brand consistency? I was thinking about that and And I guess the way I would, uh, define it would be a pattern of expression that really affects what people think of your college. So when we think of that pattern of expression, I think that's getting to your question. You know, how do you say things? Um, what do you say? Who says them? What images do you use? Oh, your style, your color choices, your fonts, all of those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. So those are patterns. And, you know, I guess when I think of, um, uh, of how people respond to brands, and if you if you ask yourself, you know think of a brand that you really resonate with and one that you don't, what do you like? what do you dislike? it's most likely your feelings and perceptions about that brand consistency and and those mm-hmm. elements so it's mm-hmm. about feelings you know it's all about and feelings get really complicated,
0: yeah. <laughs> So yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we could do a podcast just on feelings being complicated, but we'll have to do that the next time we talk. All All right. right. Okay. We'll do that next.
1: (laughs) Awesome. That's our down the road.
0: But so Fox Valley Technical College, it's in Appleton, Wisconsin. What's unique about that area and, and how did that play into, into your brand and into, you know, back to that question before about how, how you wanted Fox Valley to be portrayed in that market?
1: Okay, well, we're um, we're in Northeast Wisconsin. We're in, I think, it's the fourth largest city in the state. Um, Madison, Milwaukee are the largest. Green Bay, Appleton, the biggest metropolitan areas. Um, in our market, we've got plenty of competition, but our main campus is located in Appleton, uh, Wisconsin, which we are the big Kahuna. Um, there, there is not a four year um, campus in Appleton. There is uh, a couple of two-year and there's a bunch of privates, but um, there is not a public um, four-year institution. And so we're kind of the big fish in in the smaller pond, if you will. Yeah, In Oshkosh is our second campus and it's the opposite there. Um, We have a University of Wisconsin Oshkosh um, uh, school that is much larger and we have a small campus in Oshkosh. So I guess when I think about branding and I think about How are we positioning ourselves? You know, you you introduce the brand, you position it, and then you're maintaining it as you go, and then you refresh. So, as I look at that, and I'm watching what, you know, the rest of the market is doing, and what position do we really hold? And one of the things I've been noticing over the recent, um, last few years is a lot of the private colleges are. Um, taking the same messaging that we have, and they're trying to steal right. our position.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh,
1: so, as we're thinking about branding, and you know, some of those patterns, we adjust our images, for example. So we, we've gotten a couple of private colleges who are saying the same things about their very small colleges that lack the technology and the uh, industry expertise and advisory Mm -hmm. boards and such that we have and I look at what they're saying and I say okay so that's been our position how do we make sure that we cement that position and we'll come out with imagery that really accentuates the technology and it's it's the visual evidence it's the proof to support the brand of our position in this market and you know the privates can't usually touch that.
0: So, so you're talking about different, uh, differentiation, right? Uh, from, yes. from, from, from your competition. So I guess I, I would say I, I wanted to back up a little bit because I, I know that you and your team aren't just sitting in a silo kind of in, in inventing a brand for the institution so what what kind of inputs have you used um o- over the years to to you know to, to to make sure that that brand resonates with the community is uh, talk, talk about where you're getting that that feedback from and i guess that validation to make sure that you're on the right track
1: okay great question um well you know we started internally i've, I've been with the college a number of years i've been at the college 18 years and when i first arrived um The brand was a little in disarray, had a great reputation, the college did, and I was like, wow, what what is the brand and what is our position? And so at that time, I assembled a group of people, a lot of um, leaders and informal leaders from throughout the the college. We got together and we started talking about, um, you know, identifying what that brand is and what's our brand platform, our statement, our tagline, our communication, our personas, all of that kind of work. And um, we really honed in on who it was that we are and who we're not. Since that exercise, we've been kind of honing that uh, work over the years. And, you know, we have constant inputs from a variety of groups. I formed formed a group on our campus called the Marketing Council. And we meet meet quarterly, and it's a cross-functional group. And we ask for feedback very specifically on the brand in the market. um, What are we missing? what's working well, what's not, what are you hearing. We also, as a state of Wisconsin, have done some brand perception research for our 16 technical colleges in the Mm -hmm. state. And we've got, um, every three years, we've been refreshing that. And that's really given me some good feedback for how the community sees our college compared to our competitors. What are our strengths? What things are important to them? I, I find it interesting whenever I get that research back and I see things that you know, we might think are important and this, the uh, research shows that it's really not that important to our audience and we might excel at it, but it's really not that important. So, you right. know, we, we tend to have this little matrix of, you know, this quadrant of what, what are we going to focus on? What's important to the customer? What are our strengths and, and what's important to, you know, what's the most important to them that we can focus on and how are we doing? So they kind of evaluate us versus our competition on these various criteria, and that's my favorite part of the report every year, or every time we do it, is to take a look at that and say, where's the opportunity areas? Mm. If something's important to them, and it's a strength of ours, yet they don't see it as a strength, that's just, bells go off for me. That's where we got to focus.
0: Absolutely. Interesting. So, you know, you talked a lot about consistency and I and, and I want to get to that but I want to play off what you just said. So I'm assuming that that's that you know when you look at those opportunities that must be where you see the importance of flexibility in your brand, right? Can you can, can you talk a little bit more about why it's important to have some flexibility?
1: Sure. Yeah. That's, I think that's actually misunderstood. Oftentimes. Um, I know I've worked with a number of designers or agencies, for example, who get a little too rigid on templating. So Mm. we absolutely have templates. There's no question, but we have enough flexibility in those templates that when we need to, um, stretch, when we need to, um, speak to a certain audience in a certain way, we've got some, some flexibility in it. And, you know, I found, um, Uh, I think a lot of times when you're working with designers, for example, there's a a desire to to be creative and to do something new. And I think the reality is we all get a little more tired of our brand than than our audiences Mm -hmm. do. We're dealing with it every day, the messaging and the images and and the brand position that we're working from. And, you know, it's just um, we get tired of it. And I think we want to start experimenting. And that's really not the right thing to do. We need to hold the course and make sure we're consistent in that pattern. But it's a pattern. It's not completely rigid that you can never go outside of it. And let's face it, look at all the mediums that we're communicating through today. I mean, you've got billboard and all the digital and the print and websites and social. And I mean, there's all these different channels and we're constantly trying to create that pattern and consistency throughout those channels. It can it can be a little daunting at times, right?
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, I, w- I was just thinking as you were saying that that um you you want to maintain the integrity of your brand and and have those, you know, adhere to those standards because you put the work in, you've done the research, you know, it works, mm-hmm. but then you've got to translate that into these different channels and, and the channels themselves present their own uniqueness and, and it can also really be enticing in terms of, of, of leaving that path. Right. And so it's a right. balance between, um, adhering to your brand, um, you making sure it works within that channel, but not, um, not changing it so much that you, that you, that you lose the use the uh, lose the essence of what yes. of what makes your brand work.
1: Right, you said that very well, and and particularly each of these different channels. To your point, um, have so many different opportunities within them, and that's where I think some of that stretch can happen a bit. You know, you might For do sure. something, you might do something different in social that you would do on your website versus what you would do, you know, somewhere else in a presentation. So, you know, or a webinar, it's, it's, it's just going to manifest it's slightly different with some differences, but you can't lose the essence of who it is you are.
0: As you think about social and, and, you know, taking your brand and, you know, we've, we've continued to get more and more experience it has been around for a while now, but, but it always, you know, there's always a little bit of change or there's a new social channel and you're trying to figure that out. You know, how have you worked with your team to, 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 to help them, you know, embrace that bit of flexibility that's offered in the channel, but, but not um, stray too far. Cause I know process is a, is a big, A big part for you with your team, you know, having multiple sign offs on 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 the projects to make sure that 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 you're keeping that brand consistency. So where's the balance there, especially with social?
1: Sure. Um, You know, I I think um, it comes down to three main things and it's the people, the process and the technology. So, you know, first of all, I think it starts with having a good team, creating a clear vision on where we're going and where we're not going and uh, developing your brand standards, creating processes around them so that you can have consistency in what you're doing. Uh, one of the things that I'm in per- very particularly proud of is um, the ability of our team to um, produce work that is so consistent, no matter who has the lead on the project. And um, that just to me really speaks to uh, the, the alignment that we have and the the constant communication we have. So when you mentioned about the different levels of approvals and things, we're using technology, we're using monday.com to track our projects, and we have a a process in place where different people, depending on their role on a project, are going to review certain projects. They're going to review it for certain things. So I guess I look at it as um, people have a role on our marketing team. They also may have a slightly different role or extended role on a project. So having clarity with people so people really understand who's responsible for what on each individual project really can create um, kind of a a level of respect and a level playing field, if you will, for people to have a voice in things. And it also gets people very aligned because we've got people that are, um, you know, shepherding projects that... You know, the, the, the social media people have to be aligned with what's going on in outdoor mm-hmm. and in the radio and in the TV ads. And how do you keep all of that this together? Well, you know, again, another process. There's the review process, the project manager process. We also have um, uh, two project status meetings every week. And so we've got this project management system. We go run down the list of who's got what assignments, what people are working on. And we brainstorm and, and talk through those things, so that people ha- again have a chance for voice and input. And the uh, project leader during that has an opportunity to understand where all the pieces are at and how things are all going to come together. Mm, okay. I think it's that frequent communication. You know, we we, we can't work in silos. I, I think there's no way you can have a consistent brand if you're working in silos.
0: Right. Right. So. Uh, you know, and we 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 talked about this a little bit before. This idea of you know, okay, you've you've been consistent. You, you're you're on your process. You're doing great work with your brand, and then your team uh, starts to feel the 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 malaise of the brand, right? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> right. But but also there is a time when you need to rebrand, right? So how how do you, how do you figure that out as an institution, as a as a community college or a technical college? When should you rebrand, and why?
1: Well, that's, I think, the million-dollar question, quite frankly. Um, I've seen in my career um, a, a lot of institutions that uh, rebrand frequently. And uh, personally, I, I just don't subscribe to that. Um, I just, I believe that, you know, we need to create some consistency in the market. And what, what I like to call it is, is a brand refresh so we're not going to okay. completely throw things out and throw out the baby with the bathwater, but we are going to tweak and refresh things. In my time with our college, we've only done one rebrand and it was kind of mm-hmm. a, it was a big deal. It took a lot of resources. It, it um, caused us to have to redo everything quite frankly. And when we do these refreshes, we've actually been able to implement it over time and kind of move things in a new direction to keep it fresh. And I've been, um, thrilled at how it seems to energize my team when we do that. You know, when we come up with a fresh new um, campaign, some new graphics, a new basis, a new color palette, we never just completely throw everything out. To me, that's a rebrand and you're starting over, if you will, from a white sheet of paper. We start from Mm -hmm. where we are and we try to move it forward and say, what's the next evolution? What's not resonating or what's not relevant? What are we seeing that's starting to look stale? Because we've been doing it a little too long, you know that kind yeah. of thing. And, and quite frankly, I think we all get there. You know, it only lasts so long, and you get tired of it.
0: Sure. And in most most of our institutions have pretty strong brands, right? They're they're well recognized within the community. They're they're appreciated. Um, you know, they have they they have a connection. But what should an institution look for when when they're trying to maybe make that? Call between a, a refresh and a rebrand. Is there is there something that you feel like really stands out, or or, or an indicator that would that would push you more towards a rebrand than a than a refresh?
1: Um, sure, I I guess I would look at this as um, how long has the brand been in place? Um, what is the what is the situation in the community and the level of favor that the institution might have in the community? Is there a good reputation? Is there is there a good reason to do a rebrand, and that could be a variety of things. It could be a very significant expansion of programming or buildings or whatever the case may be. There might be good reasons to do that. There might be a new um, leadership at the college, you know. So I think it just depends on um, uh, my question to somebody would be, you know, why do you think it's needed and. Do you have the resources to fully execute on that? Because let's face it, most of us are stretched with our resources. And, you know, to do it part way, I wouldn't bother. I would definitely just refresh. But, um, you know, if you really want to make a big splash, you've got to do it right. And you need resources to do that.
0: That was great, Barb. Really appreciate your insight. And thanks so much for, for spending some time with me on the show. Really appreciate it. Sure. Happy to do that. Pure and Simple is presented by the National Council for Marketing and Public Relations, an organization for marketing and PR professionals at the nation's two-year community colleges. For membership information, visit ncmpr.org.